It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with your host, Mark Schlereth. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Dude Wipes. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey guys, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth, uh, Mike Evans is out today, so this is going to be a short version of the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. So uh, hang on, want to thank our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. Uh, download the app. Um, check them out at betrivers.com. They have been phenomenal. And then also my guys over at Dude Wipes. Um, check them out at dudeproducts.com. Enter promo code STINK15 to get 15% off all your stinking good products over there or all your Dude Wipe products. Excuse me. Also, stinking good green chili. Check that out at stinkinggood.com. You're absolutely going to love it. Um, purchase some stinking good green chili, the queso dip, smother everything you eat. In stinking good green chili, you're gonna love it. Stinkinggood.com for more information there. All right, so uh, it's the start of what week 16. I've got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington uh, football team this weekend. Really excited about traveling out to Washington for that one. It's gonna be a great game, but a lot of really good games, a lot of really good things going on right now in the National Football League. I don't know, uh, you probably all heard about Aaron Rodgers talking about you know the contemplation of retirement, and that's great. I, I mean. Aaron is a thoughtful dude. Aaron is a super smart guy. I have nothing but the utmost respect for him as a football player. There's no question about it. And as a person, man, I love Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't always agree with everything he does, but that's okay. I mean, uh, I'm sure he doesn't always agree with everything I do. That's, that's just fine. Bottom line is, though, I respect the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. And he is talking about the potential of retirement. Now, there's a couple things that I don't think will happen. I don't think he'll retire. And he talked about, I don't want to be, you know, at the end of my career and not playing well. The guy is probably going to be the MVP. I mean, that's pretty much a foregone conclusion. I think Jonathan Taylor probably should have great consideration. Um, I'm not a huge MVP award guy because of simply the way they do these things, right? I mean, it's like the Heisman Trophy. I hate the Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy is ridiculous, right? Because it's not about the best college football player. It's about the best a uh, college football player that handles the ball and usually throws it, the quarterback. And the the MVP of the league is is pretty much the same thing. So I, I don't really like that. I'd love to see guys like Cooper Cup get recognition. I'd love to see guys like Jonathan Taylor get recognition. But it's probably going to be a quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers is probably the guy that's going to get that. That said, he's playing at such a high level, I can't imagine him retiring. But the bottom line is he has earned the right to step away after the season's over, regardless of what happens in the playoffs and regardless if he wins a championship, and kind of contemplate life. Take three, four months away, do whatever it is you want to do, and then assess kind of where you are. The skill set is still such that there's no way he's going to drop off. I mean, he hasn't dropped off at all. And so if Tom Brady can play right now at a at an incredibly high level at 44 years old, Aaron Rodgers can do this for another four or five years if he so desires. I don't think he'll... I don't think he'll walk away from the game, but I still think there's the potential of Aaron Rodgers, you know, sitting down with the Packers and saying, do I want to continue my career here? Do I want to leave? Do I want to be traded? What, you know, what, what goes? And a lot of that probably has to do with what happens during this playoff run for the Green Bay Packers. Now, I will tell you this. Um, the one team in the NFC to me more than any other team that intrigues me when it comes to being able to go into Green Bay and beat the Packers is, and this is, this goes against 
pretty much everything I believe in. Um, but I think it really goes down to me to be um, the Dallas Cowboys. 11-4, and four, Rams are at 11-4 as well. But the Dallas Cowboys are legit. Now, they opened up a can on Washington scoring, what, 42 points in the first two quarters. So it was, uh, it was a, a beatdown of epic proportions. But the bottom line is when you put them on film and you watch this Dallas Cowboys team, what they have done on the defensive side under Dan Quinn has been absolutely remarkable. They have got all kinds of talent. They have got all kinds of ball hawks. They have got all kinds of pass rush ability. And I'm telling you, a couple of different guys that just jump off the page. Um, oh, is it Odigizuwa? Uh, that guy can flat out play. I think that's how you say his name. I'm not 100% sure. 97, I know that's right. Um, but he is phenomenal on the inside. Both Gregory and Lawrence are incredible edge rushers. What they've been able to do with their backer in their their linebacking core, but their backer, Micah Parsons, is incredible. And then on the back end, both the safety position and obviously with Diggs being a ball hawk out there. Talking to Mike McCarthy, he said about Diggs, I would rather have a four five five guy playing corner that has incredible ball skills than a four three eight guy that has no ball skills. Diggs is incredible, and I know everybody talks about the fact that, you know, he played college football, he he came into Alabama his first couple of years as wide receiver, and all that is well and good. He was awesome, there's no question about it. But I think the bigger thing is, you know, he plays and works against his brother, Stephon Diggs, all offseason long, and they're running routes against one another, they're, you know, they're doing all those workouts together, they're talking about the game together and how they perceive the game. And when you watch Diggs play at the cornerback position, that dude, not only route recognition, being able to run the route for the wide receiver, being able to hit the junction point of where that wide receiver is supposed to catch the ball. So every route, like if you're running, for instance, a deep over and you're chasing, that deep over, that ball is coming down between the hash and the numbers at about – 18 to 22 yards. That's where that ball is supposed to hit. And he is running to those junction points of those routes. And he is breaking up, he is breaking up plays at those junction points because he understands the concept of route running. And that's one of the things that just makes the guy incredible. And then the ball skills are sublime. And so when you couple that with Micah Parsons' ability to read and diagnose, I'm doing a Cowboys game a couple weeks ago against the Giants, and they motion their running back outside the numbers and then motion him back in to create a stack with a wide receiver, um, and it was Kenny Galladay in a nasty split or a condensed split about five yards away from the offensive tackle. And what they end up doing is they end up essentially running a pick. So the the cornerback is based right up on top of Kenny Galladay, and and here comes the running back, and it's Booker. He motions in, and then he runs like a shallow, just over the top of the wide receiver, and picks the cornerback. And Kenny Galladay hesitates for a second and runs the wheel route. Well, they're in a man-to-man coverage situation, and so I, I think it was Brown who was the cornerback that got picked. 
and he's trying to fight through the pick. Micah Parsons, who's got the running back in man-to-man, sees the pick, recognizes it right on the line of scrimmage, and he runs with the wheel route that Kenny Galladay is running and breaks up the pass in the end zone. I mean, it was a phenomenal, just instinctual play that he made that I thought was one of the most remarkable plays I've watched. So this is not just a guy that can get on the edge and rush the pass or a blitz. This is a guy that can do things in coverage. This is a guy that is absolutely, you know, nothing short of amazing. And so um, I just think that you look at Dallas and their defense is going to keep them in every game. And then you look at them offensively and what they've been able to do here of late. And it's, it's nothing short of amazing. And what they did offensively, and I know they struggled a little bit. I mean, they lost um, Smith, their outstanding left tackle. I think he's missed four or five games. Here since Dak Prescott pulled his calf in week six, missed, you know, the, uh, sat out the bye week, sat out week eight. He's come back. And um, last week was the first week that he looked like he was back in rhythm. And I talked to him about the calf injury. I talked to him about his body and how he he was having none of it. He said he's 100% healthy. He is ready to roll. But to watch him play um, last week, it looks like their offense is back on track. And, that would be a one, that would be one team that I think could go into Green Bay and and give the Packers potentially give the Packers fits. The Rams are the other team that I I find fascinating, and what Cooper Cup is doing right now is absolutely incredible. Um, his ability, and I think one of the things that's interesting about Cooper Cup and the Los Angeles Rams is the way they use Cooper. So he'll line up and think about this from a, just a mental perspective. What he has to know. Because Cooper will line up as the Y tight end, the F tight end. He'll line up as the F receiver, the X or the Z, and he'll line up in the backfield. So they put him in all these different positions to try to get a great matchup for Cooper Cup. And the guy is the guy's amazing. And one of the things that, that is a key breaker for the Los Angeles Rams when you're dealing with them as a defensive unit is that they can come in with three wide personnel and run 12 personnel plays. So they can come in with an 11 look, and because of Cooper Cup's versatility, they can run their 12 personnel package. So they can have their one tight end in Higby, and then they can have Cooper Cup, and he can play the F tight end. So now all these 12 personnel plays that you don't think you're going to get are on the table in the run game and in the pass game. So then they can you know, run that same personnel group, and they can run all their 11 personnel plays. Or they can line them up in the in the backfield and actually in that same personnel group and run their 21 personnel plays. So he gives them some versatility. That I don't think most people understand how difficult he makes the matchup for most defenses. So I think that's one of the things that you have to, you know, you have to really look at, you have to really respect with what they do as an offense and the way they operate. So that's another team that I think right now in the NFC um, – has the potential to make some noise come playoff time. Uh, the one team that I think is uh, questionable right now, how, how about the Arizona Cardinals? What's going on in Arizona? Your guess is as good as mine, but certainly they don't seem to be uh, playing. You know, they don't seem to have that same momentum. Obviously, they've dropped a couple of games in a row and dropped a game to Detroit. Um, so they are struggling right now. Um, obviously, you look at what San Francisco's done with Jimmy Garoppolo and the and the thumb injury, will he, will he not play? They're being very coy over there. Uh, I have no idea, but 
I think even Tampa Bay at 11 and 4 with the talent they have and trying to, you know, establish what they are, they don't seem to be playing as well as right now either, but I will never, you know, I'll never count out Tom Brady if you will. The guy's just too freaking phenomenal. So that that does it for the uh that does it for the NFC. As far as the AFC is concerned right now, two games left to play. The one game that really intrigues me more than anything else in the NFC schedule is Kansas City heading on to, I think they're going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. So um, that game that game really intrigues me because I want to see exactly who Cincinnati is. I mean, they obviously come into Denver and win a game, I think it's 15-10. to 10. I mean, it was an ugly game, not a lot of offensive production, obviously. And then they can turn around against the Baltimore Ravens and hang 41 on them. I mean, I think that's I think that's fairly incredible. So, you know, to me, the Bengals have swept the Ravens. They've swept Seattle, or excuse me, swept the Steelers. Um, they are a team that I look at and think this is going to be the litmus test because the Kansas City Chiefs are clearly the cat class of the AFC. And you know, I've never seen a team. I and I said this, gosh, week seven when they were three and four, like watch out for Kansas City because they're going to flip the switch and don't be surprised if they run the table. Well, Cincinnati's got this opportunity to stop them from running the table, and I'll be really intrigued to see exactly how that happens. Now, I will say this. If you think you're going to get in a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs, I think you're sorely mistaken. And I'm really interested to see exactly how they play this game because, you know, Kansas City is global, Jim. They're better than you, and they know it. You want to get into a, you know, you want to get into a shootout with Kansas City, you're going to lose. I I just... They just their their offensive weaponry, their offensive play design, their quarterback's ability to improv um, and make big things happen to me is is second to none. So if you think you're going in there and getting involved in a shootout, you're going to lose that game. Can you possess the ball? Can you orchestrate in the short passing game? Can you run the ball? Can you eliminate Kansas City their opportunity with the football? Can you take it from 12 drives down to four or down four to eight drives? Can you do that? And can you be patient and play the long game against the Chiefs? Not many people can. Not many teams have the patience to do it. Um, we'll see exactly how that plant pans out, but this is the one game that intrigues me more than the other. And I think, you know, I ultimately think that, uh, Kansas City will, will win this thing. So anyhow, that's kind of where I'm at. All right. So, uh, since Mike is gone, uh, um, let's, uh, Let's get into the picks, and you know, I mean, um, I will, I will. Well, I'm the only one picking right now, so here is a pick sure to go wrong, um, but I'm going to make them anyhow. So what the hell? Let's let's just go out there and see. Let me just take a look here at uh, Dolphins, Titans, Titans three and a half. I don't know if I like that. Jaguars, Patriots, Patriots fifteen and a half. Buccaneers, 30, man, there's a lot of big spreads here. I'm doing the Eagles-Washington football team game, so i got to take that off the table. Uh, Rams over the Ravens. Uh, that's where I'm going to start. Uh, the Rams traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Rams are a really good team right now. Um, defensively, they're outstanding. Um, three and a half, uh, the Rams are giving three and a half on the road. I'm going to take the Rams to cover that. Uh, I like them, um, so I'm going to go that direction. Let's see. Uh, Cowboys, Cardinals taking on the Cowboys. Let me tell you, the Cowboys are legit. They're giving up five and a half points. Um, I like the uh, I like the Cowboys in that one. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'll give the five and a half. 
And then let's see. Packers. I don't know about the Packers. Browns. Steelers. Hmm. Um. Let's just check it out. Colts. I like the I like the Colts. Uh, Raiders traveling to the Colts. Ooh, the Colts were without Wentz, though, weren't they? Yeah, he's got to be out with uh, he's got to be out with COVID. Um, stay off of that. I'm gonna go Chiefs Bengals. I think the Chiefs. I, I like I like the Chiefs five minus five traveling to Cincinnati. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. So I've got the Chiefs giving up five to Cincinnati. I've got uh, the Rams giving up three and a half to the Ravens. Going all favorites, people, and I've got the. Cowboys giving up five and a half to the Cardinals. So right, there you have it. Hey, man, for everybody involved in the Singing Truth Podcast, Mike should be back next week. We thank you so much for listening. Uh, appreciate you putting up with me. No question about it. Um, but the great folks over at Bet Rivers, Bet with a Winner, Bet with Bet Rivers, download the app. Uh, check them out at BetRivers.com. Also, my guys over at Dude Wipes, check them out at DudeProducts.com. Uh, promo code STINK15 for 15% off and Stinking Good Green Chili. Check it out, StinkingGood.com. Um, purchase your green chili. We'll ship it out to you. No questions asked. All right. That does it for us guys. All kinds of great garb on there. Great uh, swag as well. So check that out. Stinkingood.com for everybody involved in the stinking truth podcast. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening.